We got to talk to our first person who dated Vanessa in the relationship report card today. And boy, the negative text really came in about this guy after we talked to him. Well, he was a boob. <laughs> People were like, it wasn't Vanessa, it was this guy. So you'll get to hear that right now on the podcast. And speaking of boobs, what if you wanted some show up at your wedding? <laughs> at least dressing-wise, that was the part of our Am I Wrong? And I think Catherine uh, got some good answers. And I think that maybe it's just me was good today. All right. I really think it was. And I think Miss Connections was good today. Goff. Yes. A lot, go. a lot of hot takes coming right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. All right. We talked to Vanessa yesterday, and she told us. Yeah, I go on these dates, and after a couple months, it just kind of fizzles out, and I don't know why. So she wants us to give her a relationship report card. This is where we call ex-boyfriends of hers and find out why the relationship went awry. Well, first up, we have Chris. How are you doing this morning? It's doing okay, guys. How are you? Good. And Appreciate th- you joining us. Yeah, here thank you for this. doing this because yeah. a lot of people wouldn't uh, come on the air with this weird thing and be a part of it. But mm-hmm. you're you're doing a good service for Na- for Vanessa. Oh. <laughs> Happy to help. You know? All right. <laughs> so so how long was it that you and Vanessa talked? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, probably like three months, maybe. Three okay. months. Okay. And it's a decent start to it's a chunk. Yeah, it's a chunk. That's when you start getting kind of serious. Now, were you just seeing Vanessa, or were you seeing other you know ladies at the time, or was it like a uh, like a locked in relationship type deal? I mean, we never really we didn't have a conversation about it, so I can't say for sure if there was. I can't say for sure there was no one else, but I know that you know we 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 talked a lot, and I saw her pretty frequently, so I doubt I. If there was anybody else, it's probably just one person. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that's a low average. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at some point, you decided that you didn't want to talk to Vanessa anymore. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And what led to that decision? I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with her, like, per se. She's, she, you know, on paper, you, you look at her and you're like, oh, yeah, she, you know, she's cute enough. And, um, She's she's fun most of the time, and she's she's smart. I, I mean, I think uh, as I remember, she had a decent job. She just, I, you know, for me, I think that she's just not memorable, you know. Jeez. And uh, and not like not in a bad way. Kind of like you know, the cops aren't going to pick her out of a lineup, which is pretty good. But I think that. Um, I think I just was looking for something more, and I think that for me, if a girl doesn't like wow me in the first, you know, I'll give them a couple dates to kind of, you know, feel themselves a little bit, and she just didn't, you know, she didn't really, she didn't really impress me much. Okay. Okay. There was another girl who I, you know, knew a little bit who was always kind of hanging around, and uh, at the end of the day, I just realized. I'd rather just hang out with her. Okay. You know, she was more, she was a little more exciting. She was a little more up for adventure and, uh, I don't know, she's a little cuter. So you just thought, well, what the heck? Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay. Did you say a little cuter? Like someone just literally just texted that in. It took about a half second for a text. Did you say a little cuter? Oh, yeah, totally. Definitely. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. We're starting to get a feel. All right. So three months, um, you know, and if there was anything like was your big takeaway from Vanessa, was there anything specific? 
You know, I think it's just she. Her hair never seemed to be done. You know, she just is kind of casual in the way she presents herself. And some guys like that. Some guys like a girl that seems low maintenance. And I like the low maintenance thing. But it just seemed like I don't know. She didn't really care what she what she showed up looking like. All right. Okay. I'm I'm a big fan of the casual look myself. Yeah, you know? I, I go I go back and forth. I yeah. go back and forth. Sometimes I want you to be dolled up. Sometimes we play it casual. Oh, geez. Hopefully she's uh, guessing right in the <laughs> Kelly Jordan game of roulette there. All right, Chris. Well, I, I'll tell you, you get you definitely helped us out with uh, getting Vanessa a relationship report card. So thank you for being on the air. Oh, what's up, Yo, boy? Oh, I just want to ask real quick, Chris. Are you currently in a relationship? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing a couple of girls right now. What's that? Okay. <laughs> what's the thing? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, sure. What the hell? Okay. So you got a couple of girls in the old stable right now. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, just, well, I'm I, looking for the one. And actually, since you guys got me on here, uh, you guys got a lot of power. If you can, if you can find that girl with the wow factor for me, send her along, man. Because uh, I could, you know. What are you assaulting? Yeah, it's not really what this is for. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we appreciate you being on the air, but if you uh, like Chris, text in right now. Well, but hey, good. Best of luck to you. We do appreciate you doing this for Vanessa. Yeah, guys. Of course. Let me know if you. Find this is where Wood scours the internet to find two people who almost had love but missed it, so we use 100,000 watts of broadcast power to see if we can thrust them back together. Yeah. Well, this one's labeled to the goth at the mall. Mm, that's where they always are, sitting on the floor. Male for female. I'm trying to reach the goth girl who works at mall name here. You're working with some other girls, but they all look sad while you look gorgeous. (laughs) Then she's not truly goth. Even with all the eye black and sadness stuff, (laughs) you were still... I believe he's going for radiant. It's misspelled. What what does it say? I believe like radnit. Okay. So I'm going for radiant. I'm very shy to talk to girls still. Mm, Then she's perfect for you. Especially when they look like someone who would like to drink my blood. Oh, yeah. What an odd style choice. If you are really into the goth stuff and are willing to just date normally, I'll give it a try. I would do that for you. It would make it a lot easier if you gave me some kind of sign that you're open to talking to me. I'm guessing some sort of upside down pentagram or something. Well, he gave her options here. You can answer me here or maybe wear a bright color one day. (laughs) Doubt that's going to happen. That wouldn't be true to her goth roots. That will give me the courage to ask you out. Come on, man. I'm rooting for this guy. I am, too. We've all been there a little scared to to talk to a, a gal or a guy, you know? Being go- especially a goth person, you don't know what's going on. So goth. There's a goth girl in my daughter's uh, play mm-hmm. that I see coming out of rehearsal all the time. I'm like, God, that looks like a lot of work. To look to look like you don't care looks like it takes a lot of work. That's true. There's all kinds of straps hanging from her jeans and all this stuff and weird. I'm just like, what is going on here? Isn't this play Frozen? It is Frozen the musical, yeah. I was unfamiliar that there was a goth in Frozen. Hey, well, she must be a good actress because she can put all that aside 
She can put her love of Satan aside mm-hmm. to sing Let It Go. Yeah. Let it go. Let it, <laughs> she's like, let it go. <laughs> it sounds like gore. <laughs> this is a weird play, Mom. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> well, Wood, I don't know if you found these people love, man. There's no way to tell. I hope so, man. I'm rooting for this guy. Hey, you know what? Just go ask her. Yeah. You know, worst thing is she calls on the third eye of Ra right. and burns you. But, you know, whatever. She, she has, what do you call those things where you put a pin in a little doll? What do you call those? Like, voodoo? Yeah. Yeah. Puts a little voodoo spell on you. So what? Hey, man, if she if she wants to do voodoo on you for loving her, it wasn't ever going to work anyway. I don't want to be right. That's right. Well, you'll have another one for us next week, won't you, Wood? Let it go. And a little something we call <laughs> misconnections. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yes, it is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash. Flash. We're headed to... Indiana, my friend. Hoosier trash. What's a Hoosier anyways? Well, that's where we have Christopher Jesus Nogueras. I'm guessing it's Jesus. Maybe, but he was already pulled over on the side of the road in his white BMW. Oh. Now, the officer was running his stuff. He had been pulled over for a minor traffic violation. Well, Nogueras was waiting. Patiently, as the responding officer did their due diligence, ran a report to make sure the car wasn't stolen, no, you know, warrants, whatever. Sure enough, everything was okay. Perfect. End of story. Officer found nothing, returned all the documents to Nogueras, and said, you know what? This is a warning. Make sure you're driving carefully out. <laughs> Nogueras grabbed his paperwork and said, thank you very much, officer. Now, did he go about his day thanking his lucky stars he wasn't getting a ticket? Just happy to be driving a BMW. No. With the officers a few steps away, Nogueras slammed his foot on the gas, revved the engine, and peeled out, burning rubber, sending rocks onto the officer and the car. That's so funny, because I always think about it, after you get pulled over, you obey every single minor law. You got your blinker on, slowly mm-hmm. merging into traffic. Not Jesus. Not Nogueras. As you can imagine, the officer was... What the heck is going on here? <laughs> While jumped back in his car, hit the blue lights, and gave chase after the white BMW. Now, the Nogueras started speeding through residential areas, oh. so the chase was called off. Now, did Nogueras take this as a win and maybe decide to start walking the line like Kelly Jordan? He should. Instead, he kept speeding, lost control of the car, hit a curb, and landed on his side. Nagaris wasn't done. Oh, jeez. Jumped out of the BMW and took off on foot. When authorities got to the empty car, they see that the driver's airbag was popped and the, no one around. No Nagaris. But someone nearby said, hey, he started running that way. So the officers took off in that direction. And what did they see coming back their way? <laughs> Nogueras, who said he had had enough and he was tired of running. Man, he literally had a change of heart. Quickly said, yeah, you can go ahead and take me to jail. Got down and was quickly thrown in handcuffs and taken off. I'm going to reduce some points for him coming back. All right. Because that's that's doing the right thing, man. Mm -hmm. He saw something on that run. 
He was cited for running stop signs, red light charges, and reckless driving and leaving the scene of a crash and others. Uh, getting pulled over for... Well, let's give this one a score, shall we? Mm-hmm. Getting pulled over for a minor traffic violation. It's happened to all of us. It's right there in the word, minor. Ain't nothing trashy about that. And that's how they find a lot of the real criminals, by pulling you over for little stuff like that. All right. So I'm going to leave that. That's what my cousin, the police officer, told me. Slow down. Hey, listen. I'm plugged in. All right. And then... Uh, but... Peeling away after being pulled over and spitting up rocks on the police officer. And given a warning. <laughs> like, you weren't given a ticket and you were angry. Like right. You were just like, all right, get, keep it safe. We don't even know why he did this. <laughs> it's like he's, his brain went all haywire there for a second. Because he tried a BMW. He's like, oh, wait, hold yeah. on. I got to be a knob. Blast! <laughs> no offense to anyone. It's probably a three series even. Don't you dare. What? I'm just saying, dude, I drive a rusty pickup truck. What am I What am I judging? Um, all right. Uh, okay, so we have that. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, speeding through a residential neighborhood. That's trash. trash. I'm giving that 200 points. I hate that. That is so dangerous. Um, continuing to speed away when police have clearly called off the chase. <laughs> That's trashy. Yeah. Let me get that 175 points right there. Um, taking off on foot. Once you once you crash your crashing your car when you're the only one involved in a high speed chase. Seems trashy. That's trashy. 175 points on that. Then taking off on foot. I'm gonna give another 150 points on that. Mm-hmm. He was arrested, 75. Yep. Now the deduction. Okay. For having a change of heart. It's like Jesus saw Jesus and came back. Go back. I'm gonna deduct. 125 points for that. Now, can you add on a few points for literally handing a police officer your driver's license? He runs everything. You grab it back and think, now's the time to start a high-speed chase. Okay, that's dumb. Seems trashy. I'll add on that 125 I took off. Thank you. Going right back on. All right, this is a good score. Are you ready for this one? Yes, sir. Today, Jesus Navarez earns himself... A whopping and impressive after deduction, 950 points. Trash. Kelly and Woods, small town salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Cooperstown, North Dakota, population 983. Happens to be the one town that boasts the first wood-framed house in North Dakota all the way back in 1880. Before that, most people lived in sod huts or covered wagons. Thanks. That's why all one square mile of Cooperstown, North Dakota gets today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Now, especially in radio, we've heard this story 10 million times. Orson Welles goes on the radio, reads The War of the Worlds. People, because they didn't have the technology we have, started panicking, thinking we were actually being invaded by aliens. This is way back in 1938. Couldn't jump on Twitter to check it out. Now, you know why they actually did that? There was no widespread panic. As a matter of fact, only a few people called in to their local authorities to find out what the heck was going on. Hardly anybody was even listening to that broadcast. So the fact that they say like people were jumping off of buildings and firing guns into the sky and running to their local police department, none of that happened. The reason why they wanted to do this, because people wanted to discredit radio as a competitor for advertising. So both Wells and CBS, which had initially reacted apologetically, later came to realize that the myth benefited them and actively embraced it in later years, realizing it actually helped radio stay as a viable medium at the time. Because obviously TV was starting to come on the scene a little bit, and they were nervous. No. Why, why do you say no? That doesn't make any sense to me, though. Why? Why? Like, why does that discredit it? 
if anything, I would be like what they think is like so right. many people have it, like it spread like wildfire. Right. Well, that's what that was the thing that other people thought. Well, see how dangerous radio is; it can spread rumors so easily because you can't see pictures. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were trying to use it to destroy radio. But in turn, it actually ended up helping radio. Because it got so much publicity from it. Well, I'm glad we figured it out because you can't spread rumors and misinformation on TV, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. The internet saved that problem. Yeah, they figured that out. We should be happy about this story, right? Why is that? Because if, if, if say it all worked out, we wouldn't be having a job right now. We would be we would. at HVAC school. I, I went, did you guys know I went to HVAC uh, school? Very few people go <laughs> and graduate. <laughs> I graduated from HVAC school. Mm-hmm. Even there's, did it for a little while. There's no proof of that. There is. I got my certificate at home. But no, I, radio people have always said everything's going to destroy radio. Right. It was going to be television. Then it was going to be record players, and then the eight track, and then the cassette, and then the CD, and then iTunes, music, and then Spotify. MTV. Yeah. MTV was going to kill it. I will say that probably people don't come to radio as much for music as they used to. But you know. It's adapting. It always does. Right. It always adapts. We're like a cockroach. Mm -hmm. Always going to find a way to live. Yay! Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like saying our job is like a cockroach. It makes it sound real good. It always adapts, man. Right. And we can thank Orson Welles for getting us through the 1930s. Oh, all right. With his War of the Worlds broadcast that actually did not cause widespread panic like the story goes. Because wouldn't you just look outside and be like, there's no no aliens outside? Yeah. How far did that reach? I think it was nationwide. But I don't know how they used to do nationwide broadcasts before because they didn't have satellites and everything to broadcast it around the country. So I don't know. They used to have radio stations. I've told the story before and Wood always thinks it's super boring. But they used to have radio stations called Border Blasters that were down in Mexico because in Mexico there was no rules on how powerful a radio station could be. The FCC, if you will. Right. So up here in the Midwest, you could get stations that were broadcasting from Mexico and that's how they would go nationwide. That's where we got Wolfman Jack from. Yep. I've heard that story. So there you go. I don't know. Maybe it was interesting. Maybe it wasn't. Wood looks like he's about to doze off, so I will move on to the next thing. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but something we've been told our entire life was a lie, and I find that super interesting. And you know what? I'll have another one for you tomorrow, and you might like it, you might not. I can't sit here and worry about what you think. I have to say to myself with a lot of pride sometimes, ha, 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 Kelly and Wood. Am I wrong is when someone is struggling with something, so they call us up so we can put it out there and give them a judgment if they're wrong or not. Now, we had to change the voice on this one and the name because she doesn't want anyone to hear her on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to call you Catherine, okay? Okay. So tell us, why are you on Am I Wrong today? So my fiance and I are starting to make wedding plans, and we're you know paying a lot of money for a photographer and for the location. It's just that our family are a bunch of slobs. So, um, so we kind of talked, and I think we're going to try to implement a dress code for the wedding. Like, I don't want like pajama pants, ripped up jeans, you know, like NASCAR shirts, and beer cans in my wedding photos. I want it to look classy and beautiful and timeless. And his family just doesn't understand that. So, I'm going to have a dress code where you know I'm going to put kind of what I expect people to wear at my wedding. And some people I know are saying that that might backfire on me, so I'm not really sure what to do. Okay, so you said you talked about it with your fiancé, so he's down with the dress code. Well, he's, yes. He's just kind of, I think he's kind of just agreeing with me. Um, I, because he said yes, but I don't, I think he thinks they're not going to dress appropriately so I'm kind of I'm kind of the one instigating this. He's just 
there saying yes, dear. Um, <laughs> Sounds like you guys are married already. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, he, he understands the importance, how important it is to me. Um, you know, he, he recognizes, I've showed him pictures of what I want my day to look like. And, you know, it's something that I've been dreaming about for years. So he's going with the flow because that's kind of what I want. Um, but I, I truthfully, I, I think he thinks it's not going to happen. But I don't want them to come. Like, they're, if they show up in, in, in sloppy dress and, like, sloppy, drunk, stupid people, like, you don't get to get in. I'm sorry. Okay, I don't. Jeez. I don't think this is Bridezilla. I mean, really? Yeah, because you don't want people showing up looking nasty to your wedding. I totally get it. Uh, I, I'm on your side. How do you think the family is? So, what are you putting this on the invitations then? Yes, yes. No, I don't mean like tuxedos and you know formal gowns, but I would like everyone to have like a button-up shirt and dress pants, and for you know, like that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm wanting. Um, I don't think I don't think his side of the family even knows what a button-up shirt is, so I'm a little nervous. Now, to be fair, when I first heard this, I thought to myself, eh, uh, "You are setting a pretty absurdly low bar <laughs> of dress code." Because you think about when you go to a wedding, you know, you're wearing nice clothes. Yeah. Can I ask, is this is this both y'all's first weddings? Yes. Okay. So I, I think that plays a role. Yeah, into you got you got to get what you want. How do you think they'll react to it? I think they're going to show up even worse. <laughs> are you are you serving nice food and stuff? I mean, are you are is this like a backyard hoedown where I'm supposed to wear a you know a tuxedo to? No, there's no hay bales. There's no cows in the pasture. No, it's in a nice place. It is an outdoor event, um, so that's why like tuxedos don't make sense. But um, but it's not like, you know, straw on the teeth, let's get down type of that. It's, it's a classy event. It's, it's sparkly and candles and, you know, I'm having a, a, a violin player uh, play at the ceremony. So it's a classier event. Um, it's not formal, but it is not a hoedown. All right. No. Well, here's what we're going to do, Catherine. We're going to put you on hold. We're going to take some calls, take some texts. You'll be able to hear them all while you're sitting on hold. And we're going to find out, are you wrong for wanting to set a dress code for your wedding because your husband's family dress is trashy? Sounds good. All right, so let's get some calls. Let's get some texts going. Let's try and help Catherine out. we got a guy sitting on hold right now. You say you understand you do the same thing? Yeah. You got to dress nice. Okay, so you'd be cool with it if you knew that your family just wasn't quite living up to the standards of what a wedding should be. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Let's keep them coming, and let's help Catherine out and find out, is she wrong for wanting to set a dress code for her wedding? Kelly and Wood. All right, we got Catherine sitting on hold for Am I Wrong? She wants to impose a dress code at her wedding because her fiancé's family don't know how to act in public. That's what she says. She wants to know, is she wrong? Uh, A lot of people texting in. How about this one? This guy needs to run. This is the first day of their life together, and I hear a lot of I, 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 I in all of that. That's the way the wedding is supposed to be. It's about the bride. It's his big day, too. In the long run, I don't know if this guy's going to be happy. Uh, More text. Uh, This one I like. Uh, She says, there's no wrong thing with setting boundaries at your own wedding. I plan on not having kids at my wedding when the time comes. And if people get mad, 
they don't have to come. So I'm spending, I'm assuming they're going to be spending a lot of their own money on their wedding. So you're allowed to do whatever you want. That's actually a good point. I didn't think of. I see the no kids thing more and more and more these days. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, whatever. That's your choice. But it's becoming super popular to say no kids at the wedding. I'm kind of surprising to me. Like no one under 17. Oh, uh, I like this one. Instead of having her enforce it, you could say the venue has the rules and use that instead of putting it on the wedding party. It's not a bad idea. That's either. a good idea right there. I think no, uh, noting formal attire is perfectly acceptable, but chances of getting the 100% participation is slim. <laughs> what happens if you, they show up and not? And then it goes back to the enforcement part there? Uh, not at all wrong. Her fi- a fiance should actually be talking to his family so she can be at ease. That's real tough to turn around your family like, hey, well, you bunch of pores, get well, it, it would, together. It'd be easier though, wouldn't? Because wouldn't you talk like if your brother was showing up to weddings looking like that? Wouldn't you just be frank with him? Be like, dude, you look like crap. Yeah, pull, pull your life together. But that's your brother. But if you, everyone has, you know, either it's an aunt or an uncle or a cousin or something like that. That's a little off. Now yeah. that I'm singing out loud, I may be that cousin <laughs> in my family. <laughs> but anyways, um, other people texting in. Uh, I don't see a problem with putting it on the invitation. But uh, yeah, why isn't the fiance talking to the family as well? So a little bit more of that in there as well. All right. Well, we got Bryce sitting on hold. He wants to chime in. Then we'll give Captain her judgment. Seems like everyone's kind of on her side. But what's up, Bryce? Well, I know my family, if you can dress goofier, the more my family or whoever I'm with enjoys it. Like, my wife rolls her eyes every time we go to a, a wedding because I'll, I'll do a mustache. I'm half bald, so I'll do a comb over and loud shirts just to have fun. And at the end of the day, it's about the wedding and groom. I won't worry about what your family's dressed about. Worry about what your wedding party is dressed like. Now, Bryce, if, if I may, like them, then- if if I may say, sir, yeah. if the if truly the day is all about the bride and groom, then is it okay to be making a spectacle of yourself when you're going to somebody else's wedding? Absolutely, because they don't have time to worry about you. They got time to worry about cutting cake and getting you know the wedding party to this establishment of you know, hey, you got to be here at this time or that time. And and let's be honest, if you keep doing this and they keep inviting you back, they want it, man. <laughs> they want the show. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I guess I just feel like we're so tight now. And really, if you go to a wedding wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt, you really got to check what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're there to party. It, so. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't think there's nothing wrong with jeans and whatnot, just as long as it looks nice. All right. Duly noted, Bryce. We appreciate the call, man. I try. You guys keep what you're doing. I love hearing you guys every morning. Oh, thank you, brother. You're too kind. Appreciate it. All right. Should we get Catherine back on the phone? Give her her judgment? All right, Catherine. You heard the calls. You heard the text. Your judgment today, and am I wrong? Most people are on your side. Most people think that this is not a bad thing to do. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm really kind of relieved because I, they're nice people, like wonderful people. But I just, when we're doing photos and photos of the, the dance and, and photos of the ceremony, I, I don't want NASCAR and Harley to be a part of my ceremony at my wedding. Fair enough. Yeah. And I, if this was like your third wedding or something like that, you know, all right. But it's your first bite at the apple. I Honestly, I've kind of switched my mind during the whole thing. And yeah, look, but you've got to get okay. Like we had a couple of texters. You got to get okay with his family because you don't just marry the person. Yeah. You marry the family, too. Yes, yes, that's, yeah, that'll be a topic of conversation. Maybe I'll bring a case of bush light and we'll have a conversation. I'll try to win him over to my side. 
Nothing wrong with a can of Bush Light. Yeah, you're, just... now you're starting to insult <laughs> Kelly and his family. <laughs> well, Catherine, congratulations on your upcoming uh, wedding, and uh, it was great to talk to you, and uh, good luck. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, Catherine, you heard the calls, you heard the texts, you're... Whoops, I was replaying for some reason on the oh, recorder right there. That was weird. All right, yeah, that was weird. All right, well, good. We helped uh, Catherine out this morning. Yes. And uh, hopefully we got to the bottom of it. Thank you to everyone who called and texted in. That was awesome. Kelly and Wood. All right, we got Catherine sitting on hold for Am I Wrong? She wants to impose a dress code at her wedding because her fiancé's family don't know how to act in public. That's what she says. She wants to know, is she wrong? Uh, a lot of people texting in. How about this one? This guy needs to run. This is the first day of their life together, and I hear a lot of I, 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 oh, and all of that. That's the way the wedding is supposed to be. It's about the bride. It's his big day, too. In the long run, I don't know if this guy's going to be happy. Uh, more text. Uh, this one I like. Uh, she says, there's no wrong thing with setting boundaries at your own wedding. I plan on not having kids at my wedding when the time comes. And if people get mad, they don't have to come. So I'm spending, I'm assuming they're going to be spending a lot of their own money on their wedding. So you're allowed to do whatever you want. That's actually a good point. I didn't I think s- of. I see the no kids thing more and more and more these days. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, whatever. That's your choice. But it's becoming super popular to say no kids at the wedding. I'm like, kind of like, surprising to like me. Like no one under 17. Oh, uh, I like this one. Instead of having her enforce it you could say the venue has the rules and use that instead of putting it on the wedding party it's not a bad idea that's either. a good idea right there i think no, uh, noting formal attire is perfectly acceptable but chances of getting the 100 percent participation is slim <laughs> what happens if you they show up and not and then it goes back to the enforcement part there uh not at all wrong her fi- a fiance should actually be talking to his family so she can be at ease that's real tough to turn around your family like hey well, you bunch of pores, get well, it, it would, together. It'd be easier though, wouldn't? Because wouldn't you talk like if your brother was showing up to weddings looking like that? Wouldn't you just be frank with him? Be like, dude, you look like crap. Yeah, pull, pull your life together. But that's your brother. But if you, everyone has, you know, whether it's an aunt or an uncle or a cousin or something like that, that's a little off. Now yeah. that I'm singing out loud, I may be that cousin <laughs> in my family. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> other people texting in. Uh, I don't see a problem with putting it on the invitation. But uh, yeah, why isn't the fiance talking to the family as well? So a little bit more of that in there as well. All right. Well, we got Bryce sitting on hold. He wants to chime in. Then we'll give Catherine her judgment. Seems like everyone's kind of on her side. But what's up, Bryce? Well, I know my family, if you can dress goofier, the more my family or whoever I'm with enjoys it. Like, my wife rolls her eyes every time we go to a, a wedding because I'll, I'll do a mustache. I'm half bald, so I'll do a comb over and loud shirts just to have fun. And at the end of the day, it's about the wedding and groom. I won't worry about what your family's dressed about. Worry about what your wedding party's dressed like. Now, Bryce, if, if I may, like them, then, if if I may say, sir, yeah. if the if truly the day is all about the bride and groom, then is it okay to be making a spectacle of yourself when you're going to somebody else's wedding? Absolutely, because they don't have time to worry about you. They got time to worry about cutting cake and getting you know the wedding party to this establishment of you know, hey, you got to be here at this time or that time. And they, let's be honest, if you keep doing this and they keep inviting you back, they want it, man. <laughs> they want the show. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I guess I just feel like we're so tight now. And really, if you go to a wedding wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt, you really got to check what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're there to party. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't think there's nothing wrong with jeans and whatnot, just as long as it looks nice. All right. Duly noted, Bryce. We appreciate the call, man.
All right, Trout, you guys keep what you're doing. I love hearing you guys every morning. Oh, thank you, brother. You're too kind. Appreciate it. All right, should we get Catherine back on the phone, give her a judgment? All right, Catherine, you heard the calls, you heard the text, your judgment today, and am I wrong? Most people are on your side. Most people think that this is not a bad thing to do. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm really kind of relieved because I, they're nice people, like wonderful people. But I just, when we're doing photos and photos of the, the dance and, and photos of the ceremony, I, I don't want NASCAR and Harley to be a part of my ceremony, my wedding. Fair enough. Yeah, and I, if this was like your third wedding or something like that, you know, all right. But it's your first bite at the apple. I Honestly, I've kind of switched my mind during the whole thing. And yeah, look, but you've got to get okay. Like, we had a couple textures. you got to get okay with his family because you don't just marry the person. Yeah. You marry the family, too. Yes, yes. That's, yeah, that'll be a topic of conversation. Maybe I'll bring a case of bush light and we'll have a conversation. I'll try to win him over to my side. Nothing wrong with a can of bush light. Yeah, you're, now you're starting to insult <laughs> Kelly and his family. <laughs> well, Catherine, congratulations on your upcoming uh, wedding, and uh, it was great to talk to you, and uh, good luck. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, Catherine, you heard the calls, you heard the text. You're- Whoops, I was replaying for some reason on the oh, recorder right there. That was weird. All right, yeah, that was weird. All right, well, good. We helped uh, Catherine out this morning. Yes. And uh, hopefully we got to the bottom of it. Thank you to everyone who called and texted in. That was awesome. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track, our first break from 540 in the morning. Once again, we covered a lot of ground. I bought a once-in-a-lifetime purchase uh, the other day. Yes. Uh, we talked about... What the heck else did we talk then about? Then we started getting into minks. We also talked about Eskimos. I got uh, Kelly all worried. Well, yes, because I used the term. I don't think I don't think you're supposed to say that word anymore. Dude, I yes, really you can. I really think you're not supposed to. I'm being honest. I'm being honest right back. All right. Well, we don't mean it in a malicious way, if anything else. But here it is, our bonus track, our first break from 540 in the morning. Kelly and Wood. Why are you analyzing I'm it? I'm just saying. Just enjoy it. I'm sorry. <laughs> just let it wash over you. I'm asking more from my white wrapper in the morning. What? Anyway, there you go. We got the we got the show started. We got it going. I feel much better than yesterday. Dude, I fell asleep for an hour in the Becker Furniture World parking lot yesterday. That's I, embarrassing. I was why? I was so tired. It's a nap. A nap mm. is a nap is a nap. I was so tired when I left here yesterday from the long weekend. Then I was just like, man, I'm not going to make it. I pulled into the Becker Furniture World parking lot where there's never anybody there. Mm -hmm. And boom, I was out for an hour. I woke up so confused. I was like, like, where am I? I am in a sleep study class this semester. Okay. Well, we look forward to this. In my quest of knowledge. We look forward to your armchair psychology. And they say that it's 20 minutes. 20 minutes is the ideal nap Norm- time. Normally, that's what I do. Normally, I, it's 20 minutes in the car, and I feel fantastic. But I had the seat warmer on. I had that gigantic jacket on. It was like a, it was like being wrapped up in a sleeping bag. <laughs> Anything more than 20 minutes, and you start to slip into I, N2 I used and to, N3 stage of sleep. I used to date a sleep technologist. I know all of this. I think she still does it, too. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> why? I've dated more women than you could even imagine. How dare you? Then I know. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've forgotten more women than you remember. 
That makes me sound likable, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I'm studying it, and I just, I found those facts, and I'm bringing those facts to you. I appreciate it. And I'm just telling you. No, I know it was too long. Normally, it's 15, 20 minutes in the car, and I'm raring to go for the rest of the drive home. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, boy, I was on the ropes. So I just, I, I woke up, and I was like, you know what? I could use a few more minutes. And then I woke up an hour later. You know what your problem is? I'm sleep deprived. And you nap, period. You got to cut naps out, man. Normally, I don't. At home, I don't. But if I'm dozing off behind the wheel, it's probably a good idea to pull over and bang out a few Zs. Or pull over, run around your car a couple times, get back in. How about this? How the about, endorphins. How about you worry about you? Wow. Let's maybe, start, let's maybe start from square one. Believe it or not, we are hitched together in this ride. I know. Yeah. What a mistake that was. <laughs> now yes, we're too, and now the we're words too, right out of my mouth. Now we're too far down the rabbit hole to fix it. Yeah, we can't go back <laughs> at this point in time. We got our name on banners and everything in here. It's mm-hmm. too late. So. But normally I don't. Like, but it's some Mondays I'm usually really tired from the weekend. Because I, I, goes, I goes hard on the weekend. You do. And then, I, like I said, I was wearing that super comfortable jacket. And so I just, I was out, man. Now, can we address this jacket? Let's address it. You bought a jacket. No, I was given a jacket as a gift for Christmas. And it has a fur hoodie, I will hood. say. A hood, yes. And I told you that only women jacket have fur hoods. And to which texters texted in and said, no, that's not true. Now, Kelly, look finally. At, look at any picture of an old school Eskimo. Finally. Okay, again, they live in like the North Pole. So do we. It was like 10 degrees yesterday. Kelly wouldn't wear this jacket in because, quote, you'll make fun of me, he says. But the temperature dipped so low yesterday, I was like, I got to pull out the big gun. So you wore it. And so yesterday. so comfortable. The Ox complimented it. He said, this is a nice looking jacket. Now, yesterday, you and I walked to the other side of the building. Now, if you don't understand, our building is pretty much split in twain. We don't need all these details. Yes, they do. On the right side, it's us. The radio people. On the left side is the beautiful people. Right. The professionals. All the sales and everything like Management, that. Management, everybody else. Kelly and I walk over there, and the first thing I hear is, hey, we match. Which we didn't. Her jacket was like military green. <laughs> Just because we both had fur on the hood of our jackets doesn't mean that we match. Her, hers was completely different, and hers was not big and puffy like mine was. One of our sales reps was wearing the exact same jacket as Kelly Jordan. No, she wasn't. It wasn't even remotely the same. Fur hood and all. It wasn't even. It was military green, and it was like a. It wasn't even like a. It wasn't even like a big parka jacket. It was like something that you wear for fashion. Mm-hmm. Mine, <laughs> mine was utility. Hers was fashion. <laughs> And I don't care. You know what? You you, you and all your t-shirts and your 60 <laughs> pairs of sneakers, you don't know high fashion. Then when she said that, I honest, I couldn't stop laughing. It, it was, wasn't even that funny. It wasn't oh, even that funny. I didn't find it. I didn't even like smirk. Maybe you didn't hear it because you had your fur on. <laughs> <laughs> and then our promotions director was like, just take the fur off. I was like, no, now I'm taking a stand. Yeah. Because I don't care. Make fun of me all you want. I, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, I'm man. a grown-ass man. I don't care what you say. The fact that you walked over there and there was a woman wearing your same exact jacket. It wasn't same matched. exact. It didn't even resemble. I didn't even, I didn't even connect the two. They were so different. The fur was the only. The fur on the hood was the only thing that was similar. Now, is yours real fur or is that faux fur? I don't know. Yeah. It's not mink. But I, I'll tell you, the Eskimos had it figured out, man. It's good to have that because on a windy day, that that fur breaks up the wind that's getting towards your face. Uh, it, it serves a purpose. Don't believe that. There's a reason for it. The Eskimo 
like killed actual animals to right. stay warm. And I'm paying homage. <laughs> do, do, you, do you have and is and excuse my ignorance here? Is Eskimo? There is no excuse for your ignorance. Is Eskimo? Is that a race of people? I oh gosh, I don't know. Am I in trouble now for saying that? No, I believe I, I believe okay. it's like an indigenous tribe. So okay. I apologize if I mean, I'm wrong. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't they change the name of the Eskimo pie because it was racist? No. I almost think that they did. Look up and see if Eskimo I think I think Eskimo pies went under just because they tasted like garbage. No, they did. They, yeah. What did I say yesterday? Your opinions are not fact. Somehow the Eskimo pie was around for 150 years. People loved it, cherished it. What would you do for an Eskimo pie? And and for some, and why did it taste bad? It tastes like a dilly bar. Uh, uh, look, I'm telling you, it wasn't good. And also, Klondike bars are still around for some reason. Because there's like six people that buy them, and then somebody buys them on mistake on Halloween. And well, those are the houses that get egged. Remember that commercial? What would you do for a Klondike bar? Yeah, that's Klondike, not Eskimo bar. Uh, I had it wrong then. Yeah. Es- Klondike bars? Phenomenal. Don't even spit in the face of that. It's the same freaking thing. No, no. Aren't Eskimo pies? Oh, gosh. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> it's now marketed by a dryer as a division of some other company. In the wake of the 2020-2021 George Floyd protest, the name was changed to Eddie's Pie. What did George Floyd have to do with the Eskimo pie? Because everybody was freaking out. Remember? They took the Land Lakes lady off the butter. Yeah. That was. Uh, this is the same thing. No, I don't think so. Yes, it is. That's this is from Wikipedia. Oh, well, <laughs> who always checks their sources? Yeah, I'm sure that's absolutely fine. Jen Texan, I agree. Klondike bars and Eskimo pies are both terrible. Hold on, slow what, your roll, Jen. What about a dilly bar? Do you like dilly bars? I do. I love. They're the same thing. No, they're not. It's the same thing. That's soft serve ice cream. Klondike bars are really good. The only thing that sucks about a Klondike bar is you have to eat it super fast because if you dilly dally. With the Klondike bar, it starts to melt, and then that little thin chocolate wall starts to collapse. Then you got a mess on your hands. Well, yeah, you've got to go. You, you got to eat quick. Like you, if you sit down with a Klondike, that's your job. You got to eat it in the like near the refrigerator. Right. So it stays nice and cold. You're not doing anything. You're not bouncing around the house. You're not checking on things. You are sitting down and eating a Klondike bar. Period. Point none. Okay, Jenna says they're called Inuit. So we're supposed to call them Inuit. I really meant no disrespect by saying Eskimo. I didn't know that that was a bad term. I still don't think that. I believe that is like the actual like tribe okay. of them. Oh, but I, I don't think that's a... And I'll stand up by that one. I let's, don't think that one... Let's leave this off the podcast. Absolutely not. Because there's nothing wrong with it. I, I meant no disrespect. Because honestly, like if you go to... The, there's a place called Eskimo Joe's in Stillwater, Oklahoma that's super famous for okay. like uh, the the Oklahoma State football team. It's like a bar and restaurant and stuff. All right. I'm, I'm safe. I'm safe then. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. You know that. me, man. I worry. Now, I will say this. If you have a face on a fur, that's hardcore. That's like the fox. Like It's, it's just a whole fox that they gutted and put on your shoulders. My mom has a hat. That has a face. Yeah, that's gangster. It's haunting. And I, I when I went to Green Bay, that's for like a, a Packers middle game, finger to nature. I, I put on like one of like the it was like a muskrat hat. Yeah, and I had it on my head for like three minutes as a joke. I'm telling you, dude, <sighs> that was the hottest hat. <laughs> you're lucky someone didn't throw red paint on you. Oh, dude, look, if you're cold, 
I don't care what kind of eyeballs are staring back at you. That will warm you up in a heartbeat. My dad gave me a rabbit fur hat that he had made, and that is the warmest hat on earth. I don't want a rabbit face on there. Uh, Wood, I made a -a once-in-a-lifetime purchase yesterday, and I thought it was so bizarre. So I I have to buy a lockbox for our front door because we have some work being done at the house. And uh, I'm like, just let yourselves in. You know, do the work. Thank you very much. It blows my mind that you don't have a garage keypad. Uh, Why? Dude, my house was built in the 80s. That is a digital lockbox. Yeah, I know. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like having that. I don't know okay. for some for some reason. I don't trust it. I don't know why. It's the same exact thing. Okay. But either way, so I'm at I'm at the hardware store and I see a back scratcher there. And I thought, you know what? My back is always itching, and I'm always using like a pair of scissors, Ooh. or whatever, or a pencil, or whatever's nearby to scratch my back. But buy me a back scratcher. And I was like, whoever buys this? Like normally they just show up. No, they're like an advertisement on them, you know, for right. I've seen those for a window company or something. They give you a back scratcher, but they're the crap ones, the little bamboo ones. Right. No, this is a metal one with very sharp fingers on it. Mm-hmm. Like, is it was it the bear claw one? No. Oh, but it's telescoping. So if I need to, I can put it in my pocket and take it with me everywhere. At this point, I may want to consult a dermatologist. <laughs> my back itches all the time, and yeah. I don't know why. Eh, maybe we must start taking a little loofah to that back. I'll be honest; like I was worried because you know I had skin cancer at one point in my mm-hmm. life, and I was like, "God, is that like a sign? Like, do I need to go back in now and have them look at my back because it itches so much?" Now, I do prefer just the bear attack of you go out to a corner. Oh, I love you that. Just go ahead. Especially here, we got these like rock stone walls here with yeah. sharp edges. Man, you dig that right into where it itches. Oh, It'll my. never itch again for the rest of your life. I was talking more of the carpeted walls for the dude. You were using the wrong wall then. No, you're not getting. You're not getting good friction. I don't want. What is going on in your back, <laughs> dude? It's, what feels better? Someone scratching you with the palm of their hand or using their nails? I again, the nails feel better. There's a middle ground there where I think you can really kind. No, hone in. I'm telling you, next time your back itches and you want to rub it against a wall, go to one of these stone walls that we have. Oh, you'll never go back to the carpet, brother. Now that you have bought this back scratcher, I can tell you for a fact, your kids are going to steal it. Probably. And do what with it? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Smack <laughs> things, throw it. But I was, but it was so funny. I was like, I've never even thought. I was like, this is like a once in a lifetime purchase. Mm-hmm. You buy one. And then you just, you're buried with it. Yeah, because those garbage-free ones, they're yeah. terrible because they bend. I, you know what's funny? I used it in the parking lot of the hardware store as I was walking to my car because my back always itches. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I like had to take a knee out in the parking That's lot. That's the ticket. I was like, there it is. That's the spot. <laughs> what a weirdo, man. <laughs> well, because I can never reach the spots that itch. Well, it was just such a, to me, like I thought about it all night. I was like, it's so weird. I bought a back scratcher today. Now the question is going to be, where do you keep it? I don't know. Maybe in my pocket. Because it's telescoping. Yeah. No. Like people keep a comb in their back pocket. I'm going to keep a back scratcher in my back pocket. No, I keep a comb in my pocket for my beard, and I get more ridicule for that than anything. Why? What are you, the Fonz? I'll pop that back. Well, I don't want to keep my beard looking good. Your beard does look good, too. One of the best kept beards I've ever seen in my life. Well, and that's it. Once the beard gets longer, and it'll start going a little haywire during the day, you've got to get it tightened up you got to keep it orderly get it right get it tight and people like have their mind blown when i'll just bust out a comb and just keep it straight boom pop the comb back in here's the here's another thing that's like a once in a lifetime purchase because that's one of those combs that's like they give you when you get your school pictures taken 
Yeah, this thing's plastic. It's been right. through the wars. But I'm just saying, like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime purchase. I could see that. It was, I don't know, It was. A, it's a stupid thing to bring up on the air, but boy, I thought about it all. I thought about it on my way to work today. You will lose that within two weeks. Possibly. Like, I should set an alert right now to remind me in two weeks to ask you where that is, and your kids will have stolen it. It is under their bed. Put it up in Prediction Corner. I bet you this is a once-in-a-lifetime purchase. I used it on the way into work this morning. It's in my truck. And so the truck will be the spot you keep it. A lot of times when I'm driving to work, I'll, you know, and you can't scratch your back against the mm-hmm. soft leather seat, got to get that back scratcher in there and go for it. If you keep it in your truck, you will keep it. But I almost had to pull over. I you, got my, I, my vision got blurry. It felt so good. If it goes in the house, she's gone. It's done. The kids will take it, and God knows. Yeah. I, the, the things that my kids play with in my home, it drives me nuts. They both have rooms overflowing with toys. Mm-hmm. Overflowing. Yet yesterday... They took apart the dog or the dog because I block off the dog from my room. I don't want the dog in my room. I don't blame you. And they started disassembling the dog gate, and they're playing swords with the bars as the dog is walking to and fro into right. my room. Free reign of the house. What are you guys doing? Playing swords. I see that the dog's now in my room. Children, I, I'm telling you, it is mind blowing the things that kids will play with well, versus always, what they're supposed to play with. It's always the old joke that when you buy a kid a Christmas gift, like they'd rather have the box than the actual toy that came in it. That's mm-hmm. the clean truth. But see, that's also and like I don't want to come down on the kids too much because they are using their imagination, being creative, and that's good. I mean, I like to see those. But d- can we do something that's creative that doesn't allow the dog to go into my room and get on my bed in an act of vengeance? Do you allow your dog on the furniture? Not my furniture. But like the so like your chair, your recliner that you're allowed to have does not touch it. Doesn't touch it. That's good. Does not touch that. Does not. Touch. Now Andrea will pull the dog up on her on the, their couch. Yeah. that she sits, and that's fine because I'm never going over there. Right. You I got have your one chair. You have your throne. Now if I, that dog's ever on the chair, that dog's going to be orbiting the earth <laughs> <laughs> with my foot. But you know that those are the rules that I and I stand by that. We we my wife used to allow our dog up on the furniture. And I was like, look, I have to put my foot down for this one thing in my life. It is disgusting. Our furniture is disgusting. Because puggles shed like crazy. I mean, dude, I could... I could get done brushing my dog and, and still pull out a handful of hair. It's insane. They never stop shedding. It's insane. Even in the cold. Even in the cold, the hot, the whatever. They're always blowing their coat. It's disgusting. But anyway, so I was like, look, I, I let you walk all over me like a doormat. And I've chosen that in life. But the dog on the furniture is the one time I got to put the foot down. Because it was I didn't even want to sit on my own furniture. There was so much dog hair. Good for you. Yeah. And that was the last time I put my foot down. Isn't it? Are, are, I think poodles are the only dog that don't shed. There's other ones out there, I think, but yeah. They are? All right. Maybe the ones that like crossbreed or whatever, like the puggles or all well, those. No, I just told you a puggle sheds like crazy. Oh, man, I, I literally just said that. Eh, maybe your dog <laughs> just hates you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I know my dog doesn't like me. No, everyone, who, everyone, my daughter's friend has a puggle and her parents said the same thing. Like, it's just, it's gross. Like, I, I'm grossed out by my home because of this dog. Now, I am incredibly allergic to gats. I wonder if I got one of them inside-out cats that have no fur. Why would you do that, though? I wonder if I'd be allergic to that. But where's the joy? Oh, I don't want it. And honestly, they frighten me. Where's the joy in owning that gross thing? They look like they want me to die. Yeah. Just when when we make eye contact. Would you be happy if you look like that? Fair point. (laughs) If you look like a... Do you think they know that they look weird? I don't think so. I think they're cold all the time, though. I would almost guarantee they're cold. Well, you'd have to imagine so. 
But I, I don't know. I've always wondered that. Is it the hair or is it the dander? Either way, I don't want a cat because it, it, my eyes will like bleed from when I get around them. Yeah, I can't. I'm so allergic. I feel it in my chest immediately if someone has a cat. I get it in my eyes. My eyes. And I, I'm telling you, man, like my brother has cats and I went and stayed with him one time. I can't I, I can't ever do it again. I couldn't do it. There's no way. I was taking Benadryl like crazy and then I was seeing things from yeah. the Benadryl. That was actually a great trip. I took two I took two Claritin D's one time at the same because the same thing I was staying at a house with cats and I just wanted to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I was getting all kinds of tingles up my spine and everything else. Yeah. I was tripping the light fantastic. Maybe we should get a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to do some history, bro? Come on. Let's do it. It was on this day, all the way back in 1984, that Apple introduced the first Macintosh. This was a crazy commercial. Because it was based on the book, the George Orwell book, 1984. And it was a lot like the movie that had come out in 1984. How we're all being controlled. Right. Which is a book my daughter read. I guess 1984 is banned now. It's in the banned book list. That's why my daughter wanted to read it. But the end of it, hold on, let me jump to the end. But banned by who? You know. By the schools? Yeah. Here, this is the end of the commercial. On January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. That, I gotta be honest, that was a genius commercial, man. Yeah, but then now Apple's doing all that stuff. Right. No, yeah, they're definitely using mind control on us and everything mm-hmm. else. But, you know, back in 1984, boy, they sure gave us some hope. Look at that! Uh, it was on this day in 2003. Hi, I'm Janet Napolitano, Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Homeland Security begins with hometown security. 2003, the United States Department of Homeland Security officially began operation. Mm. Now, what was her name? Janet Napolitano. She w- no, I was thinking of Janet Reno. Yeah, no, remember t- Janet Reno? She was like six nine. It seemed <laughs> yeah. maybe it's because I was a kid. Very much a different person. Uh, oh. But yeah, so the Homeland Department of Homeland Security started on this day all the way back then. So still around. Yeah, you know, much much controversy around that. Uh, also on this day in 2018. Hello, all you wonderful fans out there. I'm coming to you today with an announcement that I've been working towards for well. All my life. <laughs> the shows that I announced today will be my final tour dates ever in North America and Europe. The El- King? Yep. No, El- well, Elton John. Oh, I thought that was King Richard or whatever. The King of England? Yacht Rock. I don't know. <laughs> what is he the King of? Uh, anyway, he announced that he would, be re- he would be retiring after an upcoming three-year global tour, which I think just came to an end, right? Yeah, right. He, well, he was. I think Dodger Stadium was his final thing. If you say it. Dude, they, they, none of these cats retire. None of them do. I know. And I just don't get that. Like, I feel like if I had all the money I needed, I would just want to chill for a second. But maybe it's just in their blood to entertain, so they just want to get out and do it. It is. And, like, here's the deal. Like, my parents saw Elton John on his, re- like, final tour, like, 20 years ago in Atlanta. <laughs> right. But I saw, like, a video over the weekend of him writing Tiny Dancer. And, like, watching him do it, somebody else wrote it. Yeah. And, like, gave him the lyrics. And, like, watch how he kind of just put it together just sitting there. Yeah. You understand why these people perform. Because it is just a gift that he had to just put it together. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap. Imagine how hard that? Imagine how hard writing a song is. Like, you're you're pulling it out of the ether. It doesn't even, like, right. this song, Tiny Dancer, a song we all know, didn't exist until Elton John's brain started putting it together. Well, and it was somebody else who, like, gave him the lyrics. Right. But, like, his ability to take it and, like, how he would see it with the music and everything. And he's literally just sitting at a piano, just kind of playing it along. It's incredible. And you could kind of hear it start to come together. 
So why would you ever stop? Like I, I that's I, to me. Like, he can't turn that off. Well, also, I guess it's not like he's doing construction where his body aches and all that kind of stuff. It's like he's getting on stage and singing tunes. And it's not like a, you know, or you're a data analyst where, you know, the last thing you want to do is come home and look at more numbers. Right. Like, that's what he does. Like, he's just like, hey, I'd like to make music. So I, uh, Prediction Corner, throw it up there, too. He's not done. Well, probably not. Why would he? You know what I would do if I was one of those guys? I would sell, I would go to like small 500 person venues and charge like, a thousand dollars a ticket or something like that and just do some really intimate shows i feel like that would be fun or even not even charge just go up there and do stuff well you gotta make a little you gotta make a little cheddar i think elton's okay Uh, still the man's a knight you know what's better than some money a lot of money does he get a castle or anything for being knighted or is that just a title i think it's just a title bro well all right all right uh celebrating a birthday today ed helms Okay. Of course, Andy on The Office and in the Hangover movies and meet the... Uh, we are the... What was that movie called? <laughs> we are the Parkers? What was that movie called? I don't know. I've never seen it. He was in the Vacation Reboot, of course. Uh, he's funny. He's 48. Oh, man, you're so close. He's he's funny and super talented. He's the ripe old age of 49 today. He was one of those characters that came to that show and just kind of elevated it. Right. There until, were a lot of those characters. Until Steve Carell left. Like, then he just became an unlikable... Well, that entire show kind of fell apart with yeah. that. So that's uh, also celebrating a birthday today. Sweet with you i didn't even know he was alive until like what was it a couple weeks ago where he was like at a performance or broadway of like this yeah it's like a uh they're doing a broadway show of all his music i forget what it's called but he like stood up and sang sweet caroline yeah uh pretty neat not he's not i don't think he's doing well no i think he has parkinson's or something like that yeah but so i knew i remember he was up there in his 80s so i was gonna say like 82 oh oh oh, come on kelly come on there you go hey you're right on the nose with that Ooh, one, my friend. Even better. 